A blessed morning, friends, to you out there once again. Welcome to the Potter's Gate online broadcast. We want to welcome everyone joining us this morning and those that will be joining us. It's a great privilege once again to share this moment with you. Uh, by the grace of God this morning, we're going to continue again to look into the heart of God, into the word of the living God, amen, that is able to build us and give us an inheritance among them that are sanctified. Let us pray. Father, we want to honor your name once again this morning. We appreciate your love, goodness, and mercy over our life. Thank you, Father, for awakening us into the sound of this new day. And thank you, Father, for bringing us into the awareness, into the consciousness of your heart and desire. Your prophetic intention is unfolding before our very eyes. And we are grateful, Lord, for yes, leading us, for guiding us, for bringing us to this point, oh God, where our heart, oh God, can find rest even in that which your spirit is emphasizing. In this day of great distraction, Lord, we thank you that you are helping us to walk in the conscious reality of your demand for our day. So once again this morning, as we continue to transverse the reality of your mind for this season, we pray, oh God, that we will continue to find rest for our soul, that we will not be shaken, oh God, that we will not be moved, but rather we will be established in truth, because indeed it is the truth that sets us free. As you continue to speak and deal with us regarding, yes, the exodus, the moving of your church out of religious systems and bondage, out of the issues of the flesh, out of the controls of the systems of this world. Father, we pray, oh God, that we will hearken to that voice and we will respond corporately. <clears throat> We thank you, Lord, this morning. We bless your name. May your name, O oh God, once again be hallowed and be glorified as we continue to raise the standard and raise, yes, O oh God, the, the, the quality order of your intentions and program for this new day. We pray, O oh God, that the people will begin to hear the voice and, Lord, move and journey towards the place of your divine counsel and intention. Father, we thank you once again this morning. We ask, O oh God, that you will awaken the people that are asleep this morning and those that are already awake Awaken, we pray, O oh God, that you will establish them, O oh God, yes, upon that which is known as the present truth, O oh God. I thank you. I honor you, O oh God, this morning. Thank you, Father, for your will and purpose that is established in our life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're out there this morning, you're joining us. Once again, welcome this to, uh, to Potter's Gate, amen. I believe once again that God will help us to continue to track, amen, his heart. Uh, Jesus is speaking to us in a, in, a, in a very specific way, particularly in the nature of, you know, this new day that we have been ushered into. You, you and I will know that we are already in the days of the end, amen. And there are dynamics that are, of course, shaping, you know, this, 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 this reality of this new day. It's a new day, but it's a day of the end. So we, we need to continually, amen, align our heart and our mind, amen, to the voice of God. Remember, Jesus said, amen, my sheep, amen, they hear my voice what we are proclaiming and what we are seeking amen yes to 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 release out there at least to the body of christ is to be able to hear the current voice of god the current amen speakings of god the now word of god and i believe without a shadow of doubt amen that the things that we are speaking about that we are you know bringing before you are you know the the current expression the current amen speakings of god and if we adhere to this truth amen this truth will build us and give us an inheritance Amen. There's a spiritual inheritance. There's a there's a life system. There's a life order. Amen. There's a position. Amen. That heaven wants us to you know to come into as our inheritance, so that we are not captured. We are not you know uh, 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 
We are not boggled down. We are not limited by the lies of the enemy. We are not, you know, uh, entrapped. Amen. Heaven is opening our understanding and we pray that the more we, we move towards this order of life, amen, the more we will, amen, walk in the power, amen, of, of this spiritual life that is called immortal. Hallelujah. So this morning, once again, we are going to continue to track the concept, amen, of uh, 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 freedom, amen. We're dealing with the issues of God's, you know, prophetic mandate for our day. We've been talking about the exodus of the church, amen, and the mixed multitude. Uh, I'm sure some of you must have you know, been asking the question, why, you know, why, you know, why did I, you know, make that title that way? Why did I add those, you know, words together? All right. Because it's important, all right, that we don't just do things for, you know, the sake of doing it, or we don't just put words out there for the sake of, you know, you know, just nice word. No, we, we want to understand that there are two things that we are dealing with, amen, simultaneously. We're dealing with, amen, God, you know, bringing out his people from the, from the land of bondage, amen. God sent Moses, amen, to go to Egypt, amen. And we know by now that Egypt, amen, is, is a present, amen, a, a system, is a present reality, all right? Pharaoh is a present reality. And we know that this Egypt, amen, is manifesting, if you will, is camouflaging itself in various ways and, 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 and expressions, okay? Of course, within, you know, society. So we have Egypt that is not just, you know, relevant or being manifest in the world of politics and policies and economy, but we also have, amen, Egypt, amen, manifesting itself in the area of even what we define as church religion and you know Egypt is using all kinds of ways and means amen to enslave to keep the people of God amen yes in that state of impoverish, impoverishment in that state of you know imprisonment if you will and we want to understand amen why this is happening and why many are still falling into amen uh, the, the trap of you know Pharaoh and Egypt when Christ has come to set us free it's important, amen, that we, we, we understand this point. We are, we, we are able to identify, amen, what is going on. Remember, in Galatians, Paul was addressing this issue. Alright, Paul was addressing this issue in Galatians chapter 5. He said for freedom, amen. He said, he said it is for freedom. It's not just for something else. He said it is for freedom. Amen. That Christ has set us free. I remember some time ago, I made, you know, I made the statement that truth is about freedom the very first thing amen that we begin to you know inherit as we come into christ into the kingdom of god amen is 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 of course is truth and that truth amen is manifested amen in 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 the areas of freedom so whatever uh, whatever keeps us in bondage amen it could be habits and of course you know that that is a huge one right it could be habits it could be people it could be a system amen it could it could even be amen family amen it could be a state it could be a nation it could be a culture amen yes it could be you know our god whatever it is it could be finance whatever amen the enemy can use to keep us in bondage hallelujah christ came amen to set us free from that thing God wants us to enjoy freedom, amen. And we need to understand what freedom is and what freedom means, amen, from the perspective of, of biblical truth because, uh, you know, words today, amen, comes in various, you know, if you will, various understanding and perspective, 
you understand? I can be saying something and you can be interpreting that thing, amen, from a different perspective. I mean, we, we, five, ten people can be listening to the same message and they are getting, amen, five different or ten different interpretations. Yes, based on how they have been shaped to understand our view lens to life, amen. You know, shape how we receive things, how we accept things, how we believe, amen, how we reject things. So, all of these complex realities are things that we are dealing with. So, when we talk about freedom, yesterday, you know, uh, South Africa as a nation celebrate, celebrated a you know, freedom day. And that, that some of the questions that was coming to mind is, you know, what is freedom? How do we, you know, define our freedom? You understand? How, 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 how can we prove that indeed we are free? What, 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 what does freedom does to a people? You understand? So, so we have to continually probe and ask ourselves questions so that we don't live in the referral of just words and statement. And at the end of the day, amen, we are in bondage. We are, we, are, we are still in Egypt because one of the things I'm going to be talking about this morning, amen, is the, is, the, is the strategy of deception. The enemy is very good, amen, in using deception, all right, yes, to entrap us, particularly if we claim that we know, if we claim that we have a sense of truth, we have a sense of understanding. So it changes its modus operandi of attacking us, all right. All right? Deception is always good, amen, uh, uh, you know, to attack people who assume, who believe, who think, amen, they know, all right? So w one of the beauty, amen, of, of, of knowledge is to admit that you are ignorant, all right, that you are ignorant. Well, that's one of the beauty of knowledge. One of the beauty of knowledge is to acknowledge that you don't know, is to, is to be able to walk in the awareness of your own blindness. But if you have this assumptive mindset, you have this, you know, presumptive understanding that, well, I know. And, you know, we see that a lot in this part of the world, particularly in South Africa. And I believe that's one of the reasons why, you know, things are so bad, the, you know, the, the way they are right now. Because people the people have been given this wrong mindset, all right, that they that they know that they have, you know, a better, you know, position, that they are better, you know, uh, 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 that they are, you know, uh, that they're in a better advantage, okay, that, you know, than other people, than other countries, than other. So when you, when you exhibit a mindset, mindset of pride or a mindset of arrogance amen and that will come of course through certain idea ideologies okay that you know you have been sold amen you've been given you can you can walk into the trap of the enemy you can live amen in a state of darkness and actually believe that you're okay all right, uh, because you won't know that you're free except you're able to test. Yes, you know the 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 the, the definition of that freedom. You don't know if indeed, amen, you are entrapped. Except, amen, you have come to an understanding, amen, uh, that allow you to be able to test that. You see, so that's one of the beauty of truth. Truth allow us to test the lie. Truth allow us, amen, to test, amen, ourselves. Truth allow us, amen, to 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 evaluate, amen, and to weigh our what we believe. Believe, amen. Yes, that's why Christ is the benchmark. The world system will tell you about truth. They will tell you about justice. They will tell you about so many things that sound nice. But on what basis do you define that? If the world system tells you about justice, on what basis do you identify? Do you define justice? What is the benchmark? Okay. What is the yastic? What is the standard? Everything about life must have, amen, a parameter, a standard, a yastic of measurement. You see. 
the book I've been writing for the past uh, three years now. I'm hoping that you know before you know my, my before my birthday or maybe on my birthday I'll be able to release it. Amen. Uh, 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 you know. I, I'm, I'm looking at that and you know just yesterday i was looking at some of the things that you know i've put that you know on being able to walk in the knowledge of god's of god's word of god's truth i mean it is just it's just mind-blowing all right but but what i'm trying to bring out is if there are no yastic to identify error amen from truth then any anything will do anybody can come with anything and say well this is the truth and if there's enough people all right to accept that it's the truth without evidence people will accept it because it's all about the power of numbers it's all about the power you know of you know of of multitude it's all about amen and, and that's where politics can be very dangerous all right because anybody can 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 psych you know people up all right and 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 give them god knows what okay to to proclaim certain things to declare certain things that was done in the scripture you understand you understand uh, 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 Herod used that amen uh, you know to 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 gain the favor of the people he said choose between you know Barabbas and Jesus Barabbas was a thief Jesus a righteous man the people chose Barabbas that's politics they chose Barabbas <laughs> they said give us Barabbas no we want Barabbas and and they crucified the Lord of glory you understand so if people are not informed and are not aware amen of truth amen are not brought to the consciousness of what the truth of what the truth is they can be living in a lie and believe amen that they are that they're actually walking in the truth and this is what we have seen today amen in the church that there are multitude multitude amen being caught in the web of lies being caught in the web of deception and actually they believe amen that they are actually walking in truth that they are free Okay, so uh, you know, Galatians, Paul began to address. In fact, the entire book of Galatians was addressing the concept, amen, of of you know religious bondage, amen, and how we can be free from that, you know, from that slavery, from that mindset, from that belief system. If you read, if you study the book of you know Galatians, amen, Paul was addressing this issue: how, amen, the true church can be free, amen, from the religious traditional, amen, Jewish order that had been established for the people. And we see how this Jewish order, how certain people are pushing, amen, this new faith that, amen, people have come to believe and accept, amen, and they're pushing them back, amen, to, 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 to go back to their old tradition, amen. And some people fell for it. And you see this all through the, you know, all through the New Testament, all through the book of Epistle. This, in fact, this is one of the main, amen, uh, uh, objective of Paul. This is one of the reasons why God raised Paul, amen, to address this thing. That's why he was the apostle sent to the Gentiles, even though he was a Jew, amen. Yes, by, you know, by practice, all right, but he was sent to go and liberate his people. And you will see that even in the book of Romans, when you read through the scripture, is in the book of Ephesians, Paul was praying that the eyes of the people may be enlightened so that they may see they may know they may come to that awareness and realization amen of their true position and identity in christ because if you don't have that sense of spiritual understanding if you are if you are not aware amen of what christ is and what christ has done because all of these things are not things that are tangible at the end of the day of course you see the manifestation but the reality is because you know, we are not spiritually awakened. We are not spiritually inclined. We, we, we rather tilt to us what we can taste, what we can see, what we can feel, what we can smell, you know, what we can hear. We, we, you know, that's, 
that's what we've inherited from the fall. Man is a spirit being. Amen. His natural habitat should be, amen, with God, should be in the environment of God, you know, the environment of the spirit life, because man was designed, created in the image of God. The image of God is a spiritual one. But the fall brought us to the point and place where we have to be every day struggling to keep ourselves aware and, and alert and keep our eyes, amen, on the on the road towards that spiritual reality, reality that we have in Christ Jesus. That's that's what we inherited from the fall. And that is, amen, the mission of, of, of the gospel of the kingdom, amen, to bring men back to that reality, that order of life where spirituality becomes amen you know the our natural habitat becomes amen you know the, the norm for us amen where spirituality becomes the norm amen where walking by faith and walking in god and walking with god amen becomes the norm you know that that is not the norm like i know that is not the norm amen we are all daily you know seeking to remind ourselves that's why sometimes amen i i have to you know broadcast even when my my flesh and my body says you can't do it all right i have to tell myself this is this is about a battle this is about a battle between the flesh and the spirit amen yes the bible says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh so if you're not consciously desiring to walk amen in the spirit you will find yourself naturally amen moving back towards the flesh you can be very spiritual today and tomorrow amen you are the most carnal person in you know in an existence because you know it's a it's a day-to-day -day thing and and the more we do this spiritual walk the more we do this spiritual exercise amen the more you know our body begins to adapt begins to yield amen towards that order of spirit. i'm just trying to explain something all right that you know it's easy to fall back into bondage it's easy to fall back amen into slavery it's easy particularly when you're dealing with real-time challenges the challenges of you know your domestic life the challenges of your personal life the challenges of you know societal you know life you know there's need you know there's financial need there are issues that you've got to deal with all of this thing wants to keep you in the realm amen of 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 the of the earth it wants to put you in a situation where you are thinking like everybody you are reasoning like them okay yes rather than focusing on the lord and waiting on the lord amen to bring you the answer you want it now amen you want it done now and these are tricks these are traps that the enemy uses amen to deceive even the very uh, 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 spiritual ones if we're not careful so we have to like daily remind ourselves, amen, of who we are, what we represent, amen, what the spirit of God, amen, is doing within our life, amen. So it says for freedom, amen, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not be what? And combat, do not be captured, do not be, amen, entrapped, do not be what? And combat by, amen, the yoke of the enemy. Okay, so these are some of the things that I want to look at. But the, I wanted to share the scripture with, with you know, with 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 you this morning. Uh, in first, excuse, excuse me, in Second Peter chapter, you know, chapter one, Second Peter chapter one, from verse uh, ten. Thank you, Jesus. 
let me take it uh, from verse 10 it says therefore brothers strive to make your calling an election sure for you for for if you practice these things you will never stumble and you will receive amen a lavish reception into the eternal kingdom of our lord jesus christ and savior then verse 12 he went for it says therefore i will always not not this this is the point i want to make it says therefore i will always remind you of these things even though you know them and are established in them not those two words you know peter is saying i want to continue to remind you of certain truths even though you know this truth amen and you are established in them so if they know and unestablished why reminding them again because there's a tendency amen to forget yes even the things we thought that we are we are very amen aware of and we are secure in them meaning that we are established in them amen those things also amen can slip by us we can we can forget them there's something in the in the scripture called the sin of omission. We can get to the point where spiritual things, amen, become so so uh, 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 casual to us because we are no longer engaging them, amen, with all the conscious realities and awareness that is needed. So we develop this false idea and false belief that all is well, amen. Even though we are we are we are on a slide down, amen, to us a place called Egypt, amen. But you know our mind, because you see, we've developed this yeah, this sense of false spirituality. So Peter is seeking to address this point here. He says, "I know that you know these things, even though uh, you are even established in them." Let me let me let me read the scripture again. I'm reading Second uh, 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 Peter, one verse. Uh, Verse 12 now it says, Therefore, I will always rem re remind you of these things, even though you know them, and I establish in the truth you now have. That's that's a powerful position for us to be. But he didn't stop there. He said, I think it is right to refresh your memory. That's one of the things that we're seeking to do, amen, through our broadcast, through these messages, amen. I, I want to refresh your memory as long as I live in this tent of my body because I know that this tent will soon be laid aside, hallelujah. But the point that I, I, I'm making this morning is the fact that even though this, this, this brethren, amen, they know the truth and they are established in them. But Peter said, I want to continue to remind you. I want to continue to refresh your mind. I want you to know, friends, that uh, when we're talking about, amen, the exodus of the church, amen, and the mixed multitude, we're dealing with an issue, amen, that is both conscious and unconscious. We're dealing with an issue that is both conscious and unconscious. Now, I quickly want to bring you to uh, uh, to an awareness of something you may know it, but uh, maybe you are not maybe you are not aware of it. Uh, and because the, the the battle here is the battle between truth, amen, and ignorance. All right, knowledge, amen, and ignorance. And I was looking at the definition of 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 the lack of knowledge, which of course is ignorance. Okay. 
Yes. Remember, truth sets free. Truth comes from the position of knowledge. Nobody walks in truth. Nobody claims to have truth if they lack knowledge. Amen. In fact, amen. Truth, amen, is is the is the is the is the combination of knowledge and of course other things. I don't want to say truth is limited to knowledge or truth is knowledge. <laughs> of course, truth is knowledge, but that's half truth. Amen. You can be aware, you can be informed about something, but you're not aware of it. You can be informed about something, but you're not aware of it. And I think that is where many, many Christians, many people are today in terms of, you know, life generally, but particularly in terms of our, you know, so-called spirituality as believers. We are informed about so many things, but we are not really aware. We have not come into the conscious reality, amen, until you are, until you come into a conscious reality of a knowledge that thing is no longer true. It's, excuse me, it's not true to you. And amen, it is true that sets free. All right. Even in terms of doing business, amen. Yes, you can have a desire about so many things you want to do and all of that. If that thing has not consumed you to the point that you 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 sleep and dream that thing, amen. That that thing takes every part of your being to the point that every time amen you think everything you see around amen is speaking to you about that you know thing you want to carry out if that has not become a reality to you that you don't you don't have amen an initiative called a business that you want to do because uh, Jesus said that you know the zeal of my father that zeal is a conscious reality amen of some information that the father expects Christ to carry out in in in, in the earth Zeal, amen, is not void of knowledge. Zeal is not void of knowledge. All right, I'm, 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 bring, I'm bringing you to somewhere and I hope you will understand and, and be patient with me, okay? Zeal is not void of knowledge, okay? I can be zealous, but that zeal that I'm, I'm, I'm expressing, amen, is the manifestation of what I know. Uh, uh, Jeremiah put it this way. He says, he says, he says, he says the, the, the issues that God has given to me, the, the mandate God has given to me, he says, it's like a fire that is shut up in my bone. Fire is equated to zeal. Amen. You, you can't hide it. You know, it's, it's like me. I can't, I can't hide, you know, this, this message, this, this thing. I've, I mean, I've, I've stepped on so many toes, you know, just preaching some of the things that we're preaching. All right. But that is how I have been shaped. I have been, you know, you know, constructed. Amen. Are you getting the point? Zeal, amen, is expressed in knowledge and knowledge is expressed through zeal. Okay. So, Let's look at this word, amen. I'm I'm looking at the definition of ignorance. Ignorance means, amen, to be incomprehensive, amen. It means to be incomprehensive, inability to comprehend something. Incomprehensive, unawareness. This is ignorance. You are not aware of something, okay? Unconsciousness inexperience this is this is ignorance remember ignorance is what puts us in the prison amen of bondage it could be religious bondage it could be economic bondage it could be political state amen bondage yeah there are countries today all right that you know they have basically everything they need in terms of you know material things but they are in the bondage of the state of their government they follow they do the bidding amen they don't have the mind of their own 
They, they can't express, amen, you know, certain belief, certain truth, because that, that stands against, that negates the values that the government, amen, are establishing, particularly in Europe. And we're seeing that increase. We're seeing that increasing right now, even in America, that there are certain places that you cannot go, amen, and, and declare certain things. Yes, you enjoy certain benefits. I, I, I hope people will understand that. All right, when they say they want to go to Europe and they want to go to America, that they must be ready, amen. Yes, to to keep their values, their Christian spiritual values intact, or else they will lose that, amen, to a good life. They will lose that to money. They will lose that to you know having a good house they will lose that to having you know just good infrastructure i rather stay in africa amen and have my freedom amen freedom of worship freedom of identity amen freedom of of of, of grace freedom you know to express the power of community than to be in a place where basically i am caged Amen. But I am free to, you know, you know, it's like, it's like the story they tell you about, you know, the chicken that is being fed, you know, every day this chicken thinks, ah, you know, my, my owner, they love me, you know, not knowing that they are feeding you a man to be slaughtered, you know, by Christmas, <laughs> but you're being, you're being fed, you're giving everything, everything is looking nice, but that is because there's an agenda, it is that agenda, amen, that we want to be aware of. Okay, so so ignorance, amen, is in the ability not to not to be able to comprehend things. You can't comprehend. Have you noticed that that is almost like a general thing today, particularly among you know teenagers, you know the millennials. Uh, they, they, they have no ability to comprehend even though many of them have gone to school you know they finish school early or you understand but the ability to comprehend things is, is is taken from them that is something that i'm seeing and is becoming a big issue today teenagers can't comprehend the realities of things the things that makes life run effectively amen what makes life run effectively is not being able to just code. It's not being able to just, you know, command, you know, you know, some words and, and, and prompts and all of that. It's not how you can use the computer. Those things are good, but those are secondary. There are things that defines the values of life, hallelujah, that AI cannot understand. Morality, amen, is part of who we are, amen, as humans. Now that, amen, they are seeking to take from us. If somebody is able to take your morality and take your, your sense of spirituality and take your sense of identity and your sense of, amen, you know, security, amen, in, in, in God, then you are just as good as, you know, a robot, an AI. <laughs> You've got to understand, amen, yes, this, this truth, we're dealing with, amen, the exodus of the church, amen, and the mixed multitude. I was trying to explain what that is before jumping to this concept of ignorance. But I'm sure by now you understand what ignorance is. You know, some time ago I was, I was chastising my son and I was saying certain things to him. I said, you've got to understand, all right, that, you know, being, being clued up, amen, and being smart is not just about you being able to, 
you know, a, a command computer to do X, Y, Z for you. And in fact, it's not about you being able to play, you know, your, your piano and all of that. That's good. And, and I was speaking, I was trying to bring him to understand the issues of value, the issues of respect, the issues of dignity, the, the issues amen, of, of being able to restrain yourself from certain things that, yes, I, 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 I can finish this cup of, of tea or coffee, but because of the discipline that has been instilled in me, I'm going to leave it halfway. Not because I can't finish it, but no, I'm training myself to leave it after. So you do certain things not because of getting pleasure out of it, but because all right, you want to develop certain discipline that will allow you all right, to be able to deal with life, to be able to constrain and restrain yourself and say, no, I'm not going. Even though your flesh says go, everybody says go, your friend wants you to go, but you say, sorry, I'm not going because you, you are secure in who you are. Have you noticed that today... Our, our, our teenagers, the millennials, are very insecure. And that's why they bury their life, all right, in, 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 in phones, you know, in, in, in AIs, in, you know, but they don't read. But if it's visual, all right, if they can watch it, if they can, <laughs> we've got to learn how to balance these things. So I was correcting them and saying, no, you've got to learn these things. One day I'm not going to be there again to tell you these things. And it, it might be too late. So why you have the opportunity now? Yes, learn, learn, learn it. This is how I grew up. These are the values that were instilled in me. Amen. Even though back then I thought, amen, these people were, you know, terrible. They were wicked to me. You understand? Yeah. But now they become what guides me. You know, if I say I want to wake up 4 a.m., 3 a.m., I wake up. Even, even if I'm tired, okay, these are things that cannot be done because you, you are intelligent. You, you've got to understand the various aspects, amen, of your brain, how your brain works and how your life works, amen. Uh, discipline is not just about being able to make good money. It's also about being able, amen, to show love and, and respect, amen, and submission and service, amen, to your God, amen, and to your family, and to creation. All of those things, amen, are things that people... People are thrown into the trash can right, for so-called ideology of freedom. Come on, friends. We have to look at all of this thing. Now, there's something I quickly want to show you. While I was, you know, just preparing this morning, uh, th this, word, this, this word comes to mind. Hallelujah. I hope somebody's getting blessed this morning. This word comes to mind. The power of deception is often more potent when amen when hidden in plain sight the power of deception all right is often amen more potent when it is hidden in plain sight consequently the only people who can see and identify the scheme of darkness deployed through deception amen are those awakened by the spirit of the living god now i know that's a you know mouthful of words but they, they they help us to to identify amen where we are the position that we are all right that that like i said earlier on you can be involved in what seem good in what seem righteous in what what seem godly but in fact because you are not walking amen in the conscious awareness amen of that truth you are susceptible to deception I mean, if the enemy had the audacity 
to come amen, and say to Jesus Christ. Of course, he already know who Jesus is. He know who Jesus was. He knows. But why did he come and tempt Jesus? Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps, amen, what he went through in the wilderness, amen, had caused him to have a second thought. And that's what the enemy does. It comes to try us. It comes to test us. Remember, the Bible says and it, the, the enemy, the, 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 tempter, the tempter left him for a season. In other words, he's coming back. That's the reason why the scripture says, let him that assume is stand to take what to take heed to take heed means to walk in the conscious reality amen of truth and of course the implications of truth in your life because it's not enough to say i know the truth no you also need to walk in the awareness you need to be conscious amen of the implication because implica- there are implications to truth and of course there are also implications to what to ignorance when you exhibit ignorance there are certain you know Pre, pre, predefined amen, results. Your future can be predicted amen, by how you walk. If, you're, if you walk in the conscious reality of truth, you know that the end result amen, may be, may be, it, may be, it may be challenging, it may be difficult, but the end result amen, will be victory. Amen. Yes. Will be that you have overcome. Amen. Yes. It is they who overcome to the end. What are we overcoming? <laughs> Some people want to overcome, yes, the economic systems of the world. They believe that overcoming is to take over, yes, the marketplace. Is to take over the marketplace of this world. Is to be financially, you know, uh, uh, free and all of that. Yes, that may be part of it. But that is not really what overcoming, amen, means and is. To overcome, amen, is to bring your entire life, your entire faculty, yes, the entire order and the submission of your life under the government under the authority under the rulership of christ that is what that is what it means to be an overcomer <laughs> dominion hallelujah it's not to dominate society it's not to dominate the world it's not to dominate the seven mountains of the world those seven mountains are in you if you have not dominated, amen, the appetite, the values, the belief system, the culture that defines who you are. And you have claimed, amen, to have gained the whole world. Guess what? You are still entrapped. In fact, you are still captured. You are still under the influence of, 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 of Egypt. Remember, was it yesterday I was saying? The enemy, Satan was willing to trade the glory of this world, amen, for one, one thing. Jesus, just bow down and worship me. Just for that alone. He said, you just bow and worship me. I will give you the glories of this world for it's been given to me. And I keep saying that. I mean, it would be foolish of us to just read that in passing and, and jump to the next thing and not, you know, pause and ask ourselves, why would the devil want to trade what Adam gave to him for Jesus just to bow and worship him? In our day, amen, people would do that and people are doing that. 
They will trade. They are trading their identity. They are trading, amen. Their 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 position, amen. Of truth, they are trading, amen. You know the 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 the, the, the grace and the gift that God has given to them to occupy. They are trading that, amen, for some 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 things, some things that are actually material that are temporal. You know why? Because they are not aware. Because they are ignorance of, amen, what their gift is, what their grace is, what their identity is. If you don't value something, there's a tendency that you will trade it, amen, for something more minor and more in omega. If you don't value, amen, your position, your, your sense of worth, your sense of, you know, humanity, your sense of spirituality, your sense of culture, amen, in Christ and in his kingdom. If you don't value what, you know, true spirituality is, if you don't venerate and, and, and exalt this order of a life above these other things, one day the pressures of life, amen, will make you sell your birthright. Just as we've seen a lot of believers today who have sold their birthright for the pot of pottage. They've sold their birthright, amen, for things that are menial, for things that are temporal, for things that are earthly, for things that are fleshy, carnal. They've sold, they're selling their birthright. Your birthright, amen, <laughs> yes, yes, is, is relevant to a position of inheritance in the activities of, of God's kingdom and in the advancement of God's prophetic intentions in the earth. That you have a position with God, amen. That you can walk into positions, realms, amen. That you can be sent to represent God in the earth, hallelujah. That heaven can entrust you with, with so much power, like Elijah, hallelujah. That you can stand before powers and kings and, and they bow just at your presence. Those are inheritance that we came into because of redemption but how many people today amen are exhibiting such inheritance we all know what happened during the covid even among some of us amen who claim to be very knowledgeable in the things of god in the prophetic activities of god in the governmental apostolic things of god covid taught us that amen our power our authority our knowledge about the things of god are a sham We were all shut down by men. Did you hear what I've said? We were all shut down. God used COVID to prove to us that yes, we may have head knowledge. We may have theoretical knowledge about, about his kingdom, but these things have not become experiential. They say the things that we have seen We've touched our hands have handled. These things have become the conscious reality of who we are. We're still not just talking about it. You know, we talk and talk and talk and talk and talk about it. It's good to talk as long as this talk, amen, is transforming my belief system, is changing my attitude and my outlook, is changing my worldview, or else this talk is just a talk shop. All of the things that we claim we know we have under amen two years were shut down. What a day 2020 amen to 2022 was a sacred moment for the entire church. I don't know if 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 we are still working in that understanding or 
we forgot him and we're just doing our own thing. It seems many have forgotten and they're just doing their own thing. And that's why today it's like it's becoming even more difficult to work with God. Because if we don't learn, if we have not come to understand, amen, what the law sought to do and establish, amen, in 2020 during the COVID-19. If you have not embraced that reset and you just you just carry on with life, well, COVID is gone, let's carry on with life. If that is your mindset, I'm telling you, you're heading for the pit, you're heading for, amen, yes, the downfall. The Bible says, and great was the fall. They readjusted us. They brought us to the place, amen, of, of humiliation so that we can humble ourselves before the Lord. So we can begin to realize, amen, how far we are falling. That all we have, amen, is a manifestation of the Pharisee. The Pharisee, amen, they have the power of expression. They have the power of lingua. They have the power of performance. When you see them in the, in the marketplace praying, you will think that there's no one like them. Everything of the Pharisee is a reflection of the church today. They are, they are, they are good, amen, you know, uh, uh, what, they, what they call them now? They are good artists. And that's why many people fall for them because we do not have the ability, amen, to see behind the veil to see behind, amen. Yes, the cutting. So, and, and it's for this reason, amen. The Lord is awakening us to sound the trumpet, amen, of the exodus of the church from the ideas and the ideologies and the idealism, amen, of religion. I hope you understand that when we say religion, we're not just talking about. You know, some rituals people do by killing rams and goats and, you know, spilling blood and all of that. Religion today has become very complex. The practice of religion, hallelujah, is the expression, amen, of a corporate life, of a corporate world. We can be captured by the spirit of religion, amen, and our English is, is, is impeccable. Our thesis are all dotted. Everything, amen, are, you know, well designed. But the life of God, listen to this. Religion is anything and everything that takes Christ from the center and put man, amen, as the image. That's religion. I don't care how that thing sound or look, amen. Yes, if, if Christ is not being projected, because you see, when Christ is projected in anything we're doing, amen, it automatically brings the flesh, amen, down under the surrender, under the submission of Christ. You can, you can be practicing religion, religion and be talking about how to take the banking world. You can be talking religion and be thinking about, amen, how to become the president of a nation. How to, how to do great things and good things. How to build roads and build God knows what. You understand? You see, what we portray or what we seem to be carrying out or what we want to carry out can be very laudable. Amen. But the system, the, the values that drive that thing, amen, is not Christ and Christ focus. That is why in the days we're living, we have to continually, amen, 
keep our eyes on Christ. We have to daily cons- con- con- considering Christ. What will Christ do in this? Not trying to be intelligent. Our intelligency is the expression of the spirit of Christ, which is the very exhibition of the ministry of wisdom. Wisdom builds a house, friends. It is for freedom. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. What is freedom? What is the image and look of freedom? What is the identity of freedom? Freedom has one face globally. Amen. As people have the ability to express their uniqueness, yet freedom has one language. Just as they say music is a universal language, so is freedom. Freedom is a universal language. Regardless of where you are, the expression of freedom in Kuwait should be the expression of freedom amen, in America. Because freedom amen, does not come from what the systems of the world amen, put together, coined together as a constitution. Freedom, hallelujah, is a spiritual value system amen, that, is, that is imputed into us through righteousness in Christ. That's freedom. If any man be in Christ, not be in church, not be in religious system, being in Christ, hallelujah, is, is, is the game changer, is the place where our life begins to define meaning, is the place where we begin to understand who we are, what we are, what we are representing and who we are representing, you see. And this is the reason why God made us, amen, in various unique ways. And freedom is not trying to clone people to your own little, you know, uh, uh, community, to your own little idealism, to your own little belief system, to your own little culture. No, you've got to embrace all the culture, amen, embrace all the values of, of, of man, amen. And in that, as Christ sits as the head, amen, we all express a shared life of freedom. Freedom is not putting Christ and the promotion of African, you know, culture. Freedom is not putting Christ, amen. But yet, the, the expression of that freedom is through the veneer, is through the, you know, view lens, amen, of the American dream of, of what is called, you know, capitalism. No, freedom cannot be, amen, at the expense of the kingship of Christ. And that's why, I was asking myself yesterday, South Africa is celebrating Freedom Day. What does freedom look like, sound like? Mandela cannot be the benchmark of freedom. (laughs) What would it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? The scripture says. Jesus, uh, Paul, went further. He was explaining what love is. He said, you can give yourself to be burnt and still not have love in you. He said, you are just like a tingling brass making noise. Oh, and that's a good one. Because indeed, Mandela, I did so much in terms of values. 
why he believes. You see, I like the man because he believed in something. They say if you don't believe in something, you fall for everything. He believed in something. He believed in the political freedom and liberation of amen, his people. And he went to jail for it. You see, that is what truth is. I told you earlier on, amen, truth has an implication. If you stand for truth, then be ready to be ostracized. Then be ready to be rejected. Then be ready, amen, to be challenged. Be ready, amen, to be abused. Be ready to be spat upon because all of that Jesus the expression, the, def the definer of truth went through. If you want truth, be ready, amen, to be hung on the cross. You cannot claim you want the truth, amen, and you want to also enjoy what everybody enjoys. It's not going to happen, amen. You have to decide, amen, to walk in truth, amen. You have to decide certain values that you're ready to embrace and those that you're ready to fight. You cannot claim to have the truth. You're not ready to fight. <laughs> You've got to be ready to, to walk in truth, amen, is to be armed, to be ready to war because somebody's going to come and punch you in the face for standing, amen, for something that is truthful. Particularly in a day where, you know, uh, the, the world is becoming more hostile to what is true. We live in a day that they call, amen, post-truth. Truth now is defined, amen, by the values of personal human opinion. So Mandela expressed that truth. He expressed, you know, an aspect of the truth. And that was good. But guess what? There is so much more that Mandela was ignorant of in terms of his spiritual life, his spiritual connectivity to Christ. And guess what? Don't tell me, well, he did that secretly. No, 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 no. Nobody is littered, amen, and go hide the lights on the bushel. If you want to walk in truth, amen, you cannot be the lover of every value, the lover of everything. No, 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 no. You have to choose. Truth selects, amen, its values. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Truth selects its value system. Remember, we're not just talking about being nice here, being kind, being good. Those are good things. But the truth is not just about the quality of what we define to be good or else we will fall into the what? into the trap of eating from the fruits of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil truth is spiritual by design that's why I say nobody can give you the truth religion can give you the truth politician can give you truth amen Yes, and therefore they can't give you freedom because if you can't give me the truth, you can't give me freedom. You can exhibit an understanding of truth that you know. Yes, that's good. And that will allow certain people to move towards you. Yes, because that's what truth does. Truth, truth, truth builds a tribe. There are certain tribes, amen, that I will not be part of. There are tribes, amen, that I want to be part of. Amen. Not just because they are saying what sounds like the truth, but because I see their life manifesting and reflecting the truth. You can't hide it. Somebody listening to what the Spirit of God is sharing with us this morning. We have to be awakened to the knowledge that in the days we're living, even as a believer, you can find yourself entrapped in a lie, 
in some in some deception, all right? Because your soul is still very much alive, and that is what the devil does. The enemy uses, amen, the cravings of your soul to entrap you. That's what is called deception. For you to be deceived, there must be something in your life, amen. Yes, that has been corrupt, that is corrupt, amen, that is compromised. The prince of this world comes and find nothing of himself in me. If there's something the enemy, hallelujah, can relate to in my life, I don't care <laughs> how that thing got there. If that thing could have been there, amen, because you inherited it, or because, amen, of how you were born, where you were born from, amen, or because of certain things that were not given to you or were taken from you, amen, or because of how your father treated you or, or you know, the things you saw, you heard, you understand? Once there's an entrance for the enemy to come and sow a seed, and you are not aware. Remember, we say ignorance, amen, is the ability, it's an inability to comprehend. You are not aware, amen, of that thing. You are not conscious, amen, of your darkness, of your ignorance, amen. And you are not seeking to expose that thing to God, amen. And you're hiding it. And you're using the veneer, amen, of religion and Christianity to cover it up. You are empowering the devil in the day that he wants to collect from you. He will collect big time. You see, sin is not just about an act. It's about a nature that is still, amen, locking in us. And that's what, that is what Pharaoh uses to entrap us. That is what Pharaoh uses, amen. Yes, remember that what led the people of God to Egypt was farming. <laughs> what led the people of God, amen, from the beginning to Egypt was farming. When you begin to understand the principle of God, man shall not live by bread alone. Because when your life is all about pursuing bread, living for bread, just want to survive, just want to have a good life, that itself becomes a, an entrapment. That becomes a man, yes, a pit, a pit hole. Remember, God says, "The hand that cannot work, amen, that is not working, must not eat." You see, Scripture have got to balance them. You've got to balance them. But when that thing becomes what drives your life, becomes the force, the alpha and the omega of your life, just want to survive, just want to make a good life, just want to have money, just want to, if that thing becomes amen, a drive to the point that it takes the, the first place of your life rather than Christ, you have crisis in your hand. Because the enemy is going to come and give you what amen, your soul can relate to. Remember, friends, listen to this. The days we live in are days where God is engaging with the redemption, if you will, the salvation of our soul. Now, that is more complex than the salvation of our spirit. You know why? Because our soul by nature is earthly, is sensual, loves this world, Paul said, Demas have loved me. He's gone down to Thessalonica. Why? Because he loved the things of this world. Demas was, was an assistant, assistant of Paul in ministry on the mission field. He left me. <laughs> There's a point you get to 
that you start compromising. And when you start compromising, you start making excuses for your compromise. And all you do is just to put up a front. At that point, you are the most dangerous person. In fact, the enemy, like, you know, they said regarding uh, uh, um, Cain. They said, sin lieth at your door is seeking entrance. Don't allow it. Are you seeing what I'm saying? This freedom that we're talking about is beyond just being captured in a religious center. Amen. It is you walking in the consciousness of your life, of your position, amen, as one who is in Christ. Because, you see, this one is more dangerous than you just being entrapped in some place. Anybody can go and bring you out of that place. Listen to what I'm about to say. <laughs> Pharaoh, excuse me, Moses was able to bring out a people out of Egypt. But some of the people that came out with the, with the people of God out of Egypt, amen, were also a compromised race. Were also a compromised community. The Bible called them the mixed multitude. Now, those ones are even more dangerous than Pharaoh. <laughs> because those ones, amen, are, are, are deception. They are, are your enemy, amen, on, on, on plain sight. But you can't identify them. Because some of them, you are even married to them. <laughs> you trade with them. You visit them. Have you, have, you, have, you, have you thought about that? That the mixed multitude, amen, are part of people that, you know, the people of God are, are intermarried with. That's why, amen, the beauty of Nehemiah is not the fact that he just restored, amen, the broken walls and the burnt gates, amen, of the, of the, of the people of God, of the, uh, you know, of Jerusalem. No, it's the fact that he had the authority, the audacity and the power, amen, to separate the foreigners, the mixed multitude, amen, from, amen, the freeborn, from the people of God. Nehemiah had the capacity, the authority and the audacity to do that. You read the scripture, you see it. Nehemiah separated them. That is the heart of the Nehemiah's reformation. Not just the ability, amen, to build a wall. And restore the bond gate. We need all of that. We need fathers, amen, at the gates to do those things. But we also need fathers who have the authority, the wisdom, amen. Yes, to separate the goats from the sheep. To, to expose the identity of the wolves who are wearing the sheep clothings. And this is very powerful for, you know, for pastors, for people who are shepherding. I remember, amen, when we began to, you know, come into the concept of apostolic Christianity. That's what I call it, apostolic Christianity. Because that's different from any other ideology of Christianity. There are so many kinds of Christianity. But we were tracking what is apostolic Christianity. And apostolic Christianity put Christ first. It's from that authority of Christ that we define, amen, our doctrine, our values, our culture, our tradition, amen. And of course our sense of economy as as i began to come into that i began to preach and and elevate christ beyond any other thing guess what i didn't need to drive anybody away people just start living on their own 
I'm like, what's going on here? How can you be preaching the truth and people are leaving the church? What's what is going on? What am I doing wrong? I thought now I'm doing the right thing. Finally, we're preaching the truth. Uh-uh. People want a place where, amen, they can be comfortable with their compromise, with their lies, with their de deception. And that was, amen, the community of the people of God under the leadership of Aaron. When Moses was not there, <laughs> the people, the moment they realized Moses was not there, they say, Aaron, make us a God. Lead us further. We don't know what has happened to this Moses of a God. Make us a God. A God. <laughs> The mixed multitude. Man of God, how are you able, how, how are you dealing with the mixed multitude? Don't be moved by their face. Don't be moved by their tears. You know why the Bible called them the mixed multitude? Because, amen, they, they, they are not part of the covenant, amen, chosen ones. And they don't want to be chosen. They want to be part, amen, of the things of God, of the people of God. But their agenda is to compromise it. Marry one of those mixed multitude. You will lose, amen, your, your, your calling. You will lose your fire. You will lose your grace. You will lose your vision. Why you are still doing They will be giving you money. They will be giving you money. But guess what? You would have lost your edge. You will have lost your sight. You would have lost your ability, hallelujah, to bring the word of God, the now word of God, into the community. But you are preaching, you are teaching, you are declaring, hallelujah, praise God. Like we seen today. You're buying God knows what. You know, the house is increased. We have to define. That's why I said when we come to Christ, we will, Christ is the one that defines to us success, not man. Christ defines to us, amen, if we're successful or we're a failure. You cannot measure your success, amen, by the standard and the expectation of the church, oh man. What did God ask you to do? I said, I was preaching the truth. I was finally... I mean, we were doing things. We were, we were, we were tapping into the spirit. We were singing. We, we were downloading heavenly song, heavenly song. We're not singing, you know, all this other uh, Jesus culture, you know, uh, heal song. No, no, we were downloading what we call Amen, songs of Zion. We were people come to our church to listen to our song. You won't hear it anywhere because it comes directly from the spirit. We were, we were deep in intercession. We're doing all of that. Then I'm watching. People are living. People who used to support us, who used to give to us, you know. I'm wondering, what is going on? What am I doing wrong? <laughs> they said, no. They're not living because you're doing something wrong. You're doing, you, they're living because you're doing something right. I said, Lord Jesus, help me here. <laughs> are you getting friends? The mixed multitude, amen. The battle of the mixed multitude is, is, is more challenging than just being under Pharaoh. At least you know, amen, Pharaoh you can see. Pharaoh you can see. <laughs> Pharaoh you can see. But the mixed multitude, amen, you can't see them. Because they are, they are the extension of your life. <laughs> <laughs> they are part of who you are. 
So you have to be brutal with yourself. The mixed multitude, amen, and mixed values, mixed identity, mixed belief system, mixed culture. That's why Christianity is not just a religion, it's a culture, it's a value system, amen, with its own economy, with its own government. Hallelujah. Jesus said, Yes, <laughs> my government is not of this world. If 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 my government is of this world, I would have, I would have, you know, just like that, legions would have come, finished this world. But how I operate is not by the values of this world. Don't you understand that when you come to Christ, amen. You come into a new world, into a new order of life. Is is a kingdom with a culture, amen. With the King Christ, the King, a King Priest. Oh Jesus! You see, that's why this thing we keep saying it's not a religion, and it's not just something you go and do, amen. In the church, when we go meet in the church, we go to celebrate this King. That's what we do. As a corporate people, we come to celebrate and we come to, amen, refine and redefine our love and passion, amen, for him. And, and in so doing, he speaks to us, he gives to us, he gives us insight and direction, amen, through the gift that he has placed within the church. So that as we worship, as we honor God and, and devote our life to him, amen, one comes with a, with a prophetic word, hallelujah, and begin to speak. It gives us direction. While they were worshiping, the Spirit says, separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work I've assigned them. While they were worshiping God in fasting. You see? It is our fasting that defines, is our worship and devotion that defines our sense of purpose, amen, and the advancement of the kingdom of God. That's why we keep saying, amen, listen to this, we keep saying, the church will not replace the kingdom and the kingdom will not replace the church because the, the church is the voice of the kingdom. The church is the expression earlier of the kingdom of God on earth. You want to see the kingdom of God in operation earlier, see a church that Christ is building you will see the kingdom of God moving I'm excited because of the truth God is giving to us this morning when we begin to have this kind of mindset we can go to any place and replicate and duplicate and manifest and exhibit that order of life. My workplace is the extension of who I am as, as a child of God. As a place I am called, amen, yes, to express Christ. To, not just to go and dominate. Our mindset about domination has to change. The kingdom of God is like a yeast. The kingdom of God seeks, amen, through the power of lifestyle to influence people to the point that they are compelled to follow us because of what they have seen. The woman said, have I not just heard, but now I have seen. The woman at the well, the people were able to follow her to meet Jesus because they didn't just hear her. There was something about her life that had transformed. She was a prostitute. They knew her. They said, no. All the men, can you imagine? 
all the men followed her. She led them to the well where Christ was seated. If, not the, if, if, not, if that's not the gospel of Jesus, then I don't know what else it is. We, we have to begin to understand all of this as we talk about, amen, the exodus of the church from the, the church, from that church, from that church that is controlled, influenced, amen, by Pharaoh, from that church that is controlled and influenced, amen, by the system of Egypt. Egypt is an economy, don't you know that? Egypt is an economy. Egypt is a political system. Egypt, amen, is a philosophy, is an ideology, amen. Egypt, amen, represents a company of people who wants to do their thing and in fact who believe that they are God. When God sent Pharaoh to, you know, excuse me, Moses to Pharaoh, he said, who is that God? Egypt is on is is on our on on, on on show and unaware of the true living God. So when you go to Egypt, you must be able to display God. It's not it's not going to be your lingua or your Greek terminology or your your Latin or your no no. Egypt will beat your hands down. I was thinking about that not too long ago. I I I I I pray and we're teaching and we're doing everything for people to be informed. But just being informed without Christ being formed in you will make you a laughing stock in Egypt. Will make you a laughing stock in Babylon. They will laugh at you. <laughs> in fact, you remember what Pharaoh said? He said when Moses came and threw the the you know the stick down. <laughs> Pharaoh said, "Is this all you can do, Moses? Is this all your God can do, Moses?" You think it's by chance, it's by accident, it's, it's by fun that they call me God. Pharaohs are known to be God. It's a Moses. You, you mean this is all you've learned 40 years in the wilderness? All you've been preparing and training for is only to come and cast down a, you know, a stick and the thing turns to a serpent and you think I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be afraid, I'll be shaking. Ooh, Moses. And then I'll let the people go. He called his guys. He said, come show, Mo come show Moses that we have power here. <laughs> that we can do even better. When God wants to send you as a church, as an ecclesia to Egypt, to the system of this world, he prepares you. And sometimes the preparation means to severe you from people, from things. From the system of, of church. You know. Some people look at me and say. This guy. Ha, he doesn't believe in what we're doing. I don't believe in what we're doing. Because God called me out of it. I, I did that. Amen. For almost two decades. So why would I. I'm not moved by that. I'm not moved by your 5,000 seaters. I'm not moved by your uh, your basilica. I'm not moved by your big jeep or big car. I'm not moved by your five jet plane. I'm not moved by that. There's something more moving me than when I stand earlier before the system, before the powers of darkness. And I'm able to say, if I be the man of God, like Elijah said, that amen, there will never, there will not be a, a, a rain or dew for three and a half years. And heaven decides to say, yes, you've spoken. So shall it be. If I cannot do that and say, by this time tomorrow, at the gate of Samaria, 
a flower of wheat will be sold for, for a farthing. We have to take this thing to where God took Amen. The, the 10th plague too. For, for us to begin to get the attention. <laughs> you understand? Of these powers that we're dealing with. Because there are powers in Egypt. Egypt, amen, is a system. Egypt have shaped the way people think. The way people reason. That's why you go preach to them. They no longer listen to your preaching. I know there are people listening to me. Uh, they, every day they are listening to me but the preaching is not is not changing them because Egypt has seared their heart with hot iron sin has become the definition of weakness and excuses we all have sins in our life yes but when that sin becomes something that you just do you know without you you know even thinking about it it's just easy amen you know to to slip around all right to to lie you know to to cheat your word is no longer your bond you say you're coming but we never see you and you just you just never bother you know you just live life you know just live life like an unbeliever when that becomes the norm to you then you are hitting amen yes the point of no return that even when God speaks to you, you can't hear God again. And this is the reason why we have to continually awaken ourselves with this, with this kind of teaching. Amen. Morning by morning, you awaken me. Not hiding behind scripture. Not hiding be, behind a, a language. You can be expressing a language, amen, of a, of a culture while you are not part of the culture. That's what is called the mixed multitude. Amen. I can be speaking, amen, the German language, but I've never been to Germany before. Amen. Yeah, I can hear yeah, my speaking English. English is not my mother's tongue. I learned it. Consciously, unconsciously, I learned it. But I'm not an English person. I'm a Yoruba man from Nigeria. Are you getting what the point I'm? So the fact that you are expressing something fluently, clearly, does not make you a reflection of that thing. Then this is the heart of Christianity. It's not just about you declaring and I'm, I'm, I'm preaching and I'm posting scriptures. No, no. It's about you living that life. It's a personal journey. It's a private journey that is manifested amen, in the corporate world. By their fruit, you will know them. I just looked at the time now. I need to begin to round up. Are you getting what I'm saying? This truth will hurt you. If you're hearing a truth in this season in time and it's not pricking you, it's not hurting you, you're not feeling the pain. Ah, that's painful. Yes. If you're not feeling the pain, I can assure you somebody's lying to you or you're deceiving yourself. Somebody is lying to you or you are deceiving yourself. Now you understand why I can do what I'm doing. I can speak the way I'm speaking because God called me out. You see, give me this platform. And I recognize that platform. And I understand the implication to come speak like this. Because there has to be a prophetic voice that was taken among them to go back to them. That was Moses. 
That is what God does with his own leaders. He takes them out of a man where they are used to what a man was a, 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 a position of, of, of comfort. He takes them and he pushes them into the wilderness. Did I ever told you that there was a period in my life for almost seven years that God shut me down? Never said anything. I was not preaching. I was not teaching for almost seven years. Say nothing. God was dealing with me. Not like he was true with me. Not like he's true with me. But when he said to me, it's time to begin to... He gave me this platform. I could have gone to start another church. You know, a community center. At least you know money is going to be coming in for you every you know, every now and then. You can do this. You can. You, I can also drive my children to a nice place. Send them to a good school. Do you know that we took our children out of a private school and put them in, in, a, in, a, in a government school? Because... We could no longer finance that. These are all part of the things you have to consider. Because see, it's easy for people to point finger at you and, and, and say all kinds of things or, you know, want to judge you. But there's a price. There's a price you're going to pay if you want to walk with God. If you have not gotten that into your head, please Please drill that into your head because it's not always going to be all rosy. It's not always going to be all in our comfort. And I'm not going to tell you that one day it's going to get better because it may never get better. But because you have this knowledge that this is what you have been called into. There are people that will read their books today that in their time when they were writing and they were doing ministry, they were, they were, they were hated by men. They were the rejected amen of, of, of the body of Christ. But today, when you mention their books, everybody wants to. <laughs> you see, you've got to understand this thing. Some of us, our life today is a mirror. There are people watching you from afar, listening you know, to you from afar. But they will never comment. They will never come near to you. They will never even say, well done, that was a nice message. That word you preach touched my life like my dear man of God. I mean, I appreciate what you're doing. I mean, you're a man of God, you have your ministry, all right, but you, you, you join, you connect, and you're trying to say, I'm here, and I'm listening to you, I acknowledge what you're doing, and I salute you, and I salute that grace in the life of my brother. But there are many men of God watching us from afar, following us, and in fact, they are telling me, telling me, but they will never for one day say, man of God, thank you for that word. You see, because that is what gives me, amen. In fact, that is my pay. But I'm not saying that I have to depend on that. But I'm saying when somebody acknowledges that, then that makes up for you not being able to send your children to the school where, amen. Yes, you have to pay 5000 a month, you understand, to, for them to get a quality education. You have to find a way to make it up in other areas. But when you have people say, wow, thank you for your word. We appreciate the word. That gives you motivation. Everybody needs to be motivated. But not to be motivated soulishly. There were people who encouraged Paul. There were people who ministered to Jesus of their substance. It's a way of showing appreciation and encouragement. I hope you understand that I'm not, asking, I'm not soliciting for anything. I'm just talking about a, a value system that ought to guide and gird. This thing that heaven has committed into our hands. Lest we falter. 
What do you think led John to the point of asking the question, are you the one to come or should we be expecting another one? <laughs> John, how did you get to this point? Are you the one to come or should we be expecting another one? Because when you're at the front line and you are at the point where, amen, the missile that is being shot by the enemy meets you first, friend, you need some encouragement. And that's part of truth that we must preach, that must set us free. That, amen, you, you, you know that you are declaring something that heaven has sent you and there are those out there who are being impacted, whose life are being changed and, and, and transformed and empowered and, and, and they are having a sense of direction towards that place of God's divine intention. Not like you keep quiet as if, well, well, he's just speaking. No, ministry is what we're doing, even though we're doing it on a platform that is borderless, that we don't see, amen. Yes, the people on the other on, on the other side, but we know that this truth, hallelujah, is changing. The Bible says, amen, on that day before his coming, the sound will go forth from heaven. And every point and place upon the earth, amen, will hear simultaneously what the Spirit of God is doing. How do we think that is going to happen? How do we think, amen, that in the last day people will be able to hear the voice of the, of the apostolic or the prophetic, hallelujah, at a goal, amen, simultaneously? God has given us the platform. Do we acknowledge it? Do we recognize it? Do we appreciate it? And are we seeking to continue to advance in the light of that truth that is unfolding before our day? Moses and Elijah are the two end time ministry that God is releasing in this last day. Have you noticed that? Before the return of the Son of Man, God will send Yes, the ministry of Moses and Elijah. And we're seeing it. Elijah has come. Moses, the spirit of Moses is among us. And that's why we're declaring these things that we're declaring. One is to set the people free. The other idea is to deal with the spirit of Jezebel. Because these are the two spirits, amen, yes, that have sought to destroy the work of God and the people of God. Friends, I am done this morning. Or else I'll just continue and continue. But there's so much that we've said this morning. Talking about escaping religious deception. Escaping religious deception and ignorance. He whom the Son set free. What does that freedom look like? How does it feel to be free? How, how do we understand what are the manifestations, the values, the fruit of our freedom? We have to probe these things. We have to ask ourselves serious questions with great implications. That's why amen, every year, people who were discipling, I call them, I try to you know, engage them. These things you've been hearing, how far What's going on? Do you still believe I still need to continue to impart your life, to train you, build you, or do you, do you as you think it's time to move on? Are you allowed to do that? Nobody must follow anybody by compulsion. 
Nobody, yes, must be within a community, within, amen, an organization, amen, a network, whatever you, you call it, amen, you know, because of some external God knows what. No, no. We have to always give the people the opportunity to, to be released, to be free, to want to go. Because nobody's in bondage. Hallelujah. Let me close with the scripture we began with. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Whatever we do that seeks to imprison us, limit us, keep us in some form of bondage, some form of imprisonment, it's not from God. In fact, God has not called us to walk with him or to serve him in bondage. We have to have that understanding that even our worship and our devotion to God must be done through a free will offering. That's why there's something called a free will offering. Whatever we do, we get or we give to God that is by compulsion. It's not accepted in the sight of God. It should be your delight to want to walk with God. It should be your delight. Amen. When you delight in something, you express love. When you are expressing love that is not from a position of delight, it's not love. It's not love. We have to understand what agape is, what agape means in this new day. You have to be willing to go the extra mile. That's what Jesus said. If somebody beckon on you to go a mile, he said, be willing to go two miles. You know why? Because you see from the position amen, of Christ, not, not because of the sacrifice you are willing to offer, but because of the one who says you must go the extra mile. That's wisdom speaking. Hallelujah. Shakarabayan. When you give to the work of God because you feel move of God, you're led by the Spirit. The Bible says whatever we do outside of faith, it's sin. It's not the amount. It is the quality of heart. You know, years ago, I used to just do things because I feel like I should do it. And I realized that's not the best way to do things, particularly to give. So, I, I make up my mind that I will go, I'm going to walk in the spirit. So that even before somebody, you know, begins to seek my help, I'm, I'm already seeking to assist because the spirit of God, you see, when God wants you to do something for somebody or for a people, you don't need all the prophet to tell you that. God will speak to you. The, the work of the prophet is to come to what? To affirm it. And if there are no prophets around to affirm it, guess what? God will use, amen, the prophetic spirit, meaning that it can use anything and anyone to come and speak to you about that thing. So the prophetic, amen, uh, in two-faced. In fact, we're not talking about that now. But as I close, I just want to say this to you, that in the prophetic, amen, there is the point of affirming. People's revelation, amen, must confirm must not dictate so nobody must come and say where god said god told me uh, we, no don't impose your revelation on people give people the latitude to grow into what you're saying to understand it 
This is this is some of the problem I had, amen, with some of the community of the apostolic but while I was growing back in the days. And we still hear some of them today. When you come to a position and you think what you know is, is the truth, and it may be the truth, but do not impose that truth on people because we all, amen, receive the things of God, amen, in levels and, and, and in seasons. It may be your own season of that truth and you're so excited about it and you want everybody to know it and to... <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. You've got to help people. You've got to allow people to wake up, to come into that truth, to understand that truth. You know, religion is that everybody, and we do that in church, everybody wants to express you know this idea that we all we all know we all understand what the man of God is saying, and if if the man of God is able to see somebody who seems to be showing a sense of doubt, that person becomes a target. <laughs> so everybody is forced to say, yeah, 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 I understand, I understand, no, 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 no. The house of God is like a family where there are those that are born yesterday there are those that have been born amen five years ago there are those who were born amen 50 years ago and you don't expect everybody amen to have the same level of understanding the work of god is a work of a family you're building a family wisdom builds a house we need wisdom to help us to grant us insight and grace. We all are def defined by one value system. But that value system, I measures. I believe the Lord wanted somebody to hear this. Because I was just about rounding up when that word came to my spirit. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. You know what I mean to stand firm? Where it's a picture of a soldier. That is, you know, at the guard post. That is positioned. That you can almost not be able to catch that person blinking. That person is uh, at a lot. Not at ease, at a lot. Stand firm. Besides, go. Stand firm. It takes discipline to stand firm in truth. The days we're living are days where it's easy to sleep. The enemy has put all kinds of things on the, on the ground for us to fall into, to sleep. Stand firm then and do not be what? Encumbered once more by a yoke of slavery. Father, we honor your name. Grant us knowledge, grace, wisdom, understanding to embrace this life, this truth. Show us, Father, how to quest for truth, how to quest in the truth. For your glory, Father. We ask that your church will continue to exodus 
the spirit of religion and bondage that is still locked up within our minds, not just in some physical prison, but the ones within us. Give us freedom through the power of your truth. It is your truth that sets free. It is your truth that liberates. It is your truth that renews, that reforms, that restores. Help us, Lord. That as it gets even more darker out there, oh, may the brilliancy of your light and glory illuminate us to the core. Show us the path to Zion as we embrace the ancient path. May our life track with men who have journeyed ahead of us, women who have journeyed before us. May the spirit of the Petrarch continue to guide us as we walk in the light of Christ. Oh, may our heart, oh God, yes, be filled with joy, unspeakable, oh God. The joy of your spirit, may our heart express it in full measure. May your glory continue to rest in us as we daily walk in the increased reality of who you are, Christ in us. The hope of glory. Your glory. Your glory leads us. May we not be shaken. May we not be moved. May we remain firm, steadfast, unshakable. That this house, this place that you have called the ground and the pillar of truth, allow us to remain a pillar in your house. You say, those who overcome, you will make a pillar in your house. Help us. Lead us in this sound of a new day. May we be awakened into the priesthood of this new day. May we not be captured by the distraction and the frivolous perversion of the charlatan, yes, that have captured the heart and soul of many of our brethren. Lord, help us as you lead us back to go speak this word. May we not compromise the values and the standard of your culture, of your kingdom. For indeed, in you we live, in you we move, in you we have our being. May our being, O oh God, breathe through the values of heaven 
all. We pray, oh God, that we will continue to journey further as men of old journey further, oh God. Not mindful of where they left, where they came from. Searching a city and a country whose builder and maker is God himself. Oh, you are the one architecting the very structures of our life. Everything in our life that represents the world system, the world order. Pull it down. May only the bricks cut at the quarry. May only the stones found under the stream of, of your water, of your word, be, O oh God, the instrument of the building of this house. We pray, wisdom, build this house. Show us how to remain firm in days of the tsunami, in days of the flood, in days of the flood of deception. Show us how to remain firm, standing, unmovable, unshakable. Spirit of God, we pray, oh God, grant us the capacity, yes, to continue to weather the storm as the rain continues to fall. The rain, yes, that wears off, yes, that floods away houses of men. Oh, may this house remain solidly built upon Christ, our eternal rock. This is our prayer, O oh God. Grant us the grace, O oh God, to remain fervent, to remain firm. Show us the, the path, the way to your heart. Grant us the pleasure of knowing you and serving you. For this is our good pleasure. This is our reasonable service. To worship you. In spirit and in truth. Oh Father. We honor you. Hallelujah. Well friends. Thank you everyone this morning. That have joined us. At this. Time of the declaration of the heart of, of the Lord and I appreciate everyone may the Lord continue to strengthen you and empower you and grace you may his will continue to find inroad in your life and through your space we'll see you again hopefully tomorrow by God's grace well we've been dealing with the concept of the exodus of the church and the mixed multitude Today we're talking about the quest for freedom. Thank you everyone. God bless you. Enjoy the morning. Bye-bye.